Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Put your right hand in the box. What's in the box? Hey, stop. Put your hand in the box. I hold your neck. The gum trip off. It's not fear. Fear is the mind killer. And here's the little death that brings total obliteration. I will face my fear. I want you to pass over me and throw me. The Duke will die before these eyes and he'll know. He'll know that it is I. The sleeper awakens. recording. Now we're recording. Yeah, now we're recording. I'm just. I was immediately saying before we started recording how I'm just wish I could have chosen someone else to be my Moneo today. Indeed. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, dude. Because I'm more like Boner Neo. You know what I'm saying? Boner Neo. Technically, Moneo wished he could have been Boner Neo. Because he was supposed to have mixed his seed with Wee Nori, but Duncan beat into the punch. And that's a spoiler to God Emperor of Dune at the very, very top. What? Dude, if there's something about God Emperor of Dune that you could do, I would say is spoil it. You know what I mean? Because it really is... isn't just a worm god speak pontificating for a full how many hundreds of pages? Four hundred and twenty-one <laughs> pages of it. Hello, oh, off by one. You'll see. Hello, <laughs> uh, welcome to LPN Deep Times Dune. I am your God Emperor Henry Zabrowski. Uh. I'm here with my major domo, the head of my fish speakers army. Um, the big-breasted, the mostly female Holden McNeil. That's right. They call me the image. Of LPN. I wish that you'd <laughs> stop saying it. Um, but today we have finally gotten to the, to, I'm going to say the very tip of the nipple mm. of Dune, yes. which is God Emperor of Dune. It's the fourth book in the series written by Frank Herbert. And the thing about God Emperor of Dune, first of all, I'll start out, this is definitely the Xenu reveal of the entire Dune world. Sure, yeah. I where think by the time you get to like, the what end is this leading to? What is three, this leading to? You're like, to? what are they talking about? The end of book three has a lot of plot. If you saw the last two episodes, we was like a lot of, yes. it's a lot of drama, it's a lot happens. of politics, it's a lot happens. of action. Yeah. All kind of, and it led up to Leto, Leto 2, he was covered in sand trout. 
He built a living army. He casually threw around, I'm going to live for 4,000 years and I'm going to be your emperor. And everyone right. has that uneasy <laughs> moment. Right, but he's also fucking smashing 30, you know, foot tall doors down on guards. And yeah, leaping. Spinning a lee around a circle. Running around the desert at a leap at a time uh, just to tire himself out every day. So take all that excitement and put it in a basket because yeah, that excitement is now that. gone. Yeah, so go away. We're now at God Emperor of Doom. Now, according to Frank Herbert, Frank Herbert fell so in love with the concept of Leto 2 while he was writing book three. He had no intention of writing any more Dune books. It was just supposed to be three books. But then when he fell in love with Leto 2 and mm. he wanted to see where it goes. So what he decided to do to get into a time machine and then go 3,500 years in the future from the end of Dune 3, Children of Dune, yeah. to the final year of Leto II, the God Emperor of Dune and his reign. Now, I want to talk a little bit about, there was, I saw someone wrote a very kind review of mm. LPN Deep Dive's mm -hmm. Dune, which, uh, you know, <laughs> keep them coming. Yeah. If they're good, if they're bad, you will be sterilized. Yeah, and that one guy who just keeps saying, this is my review and send me a picture of your old balls, I don't appreciate it, right? I got a wife. She's what? She's Stop with tempting me. him. We're on the couch together. She's looking over. She's like, is that just some guy's balls? Stop trying to make him have sex yeah, with you, sir. Unbelievable. Let him be a father. Bunch of shriveled up goat eggs. You could still be a father and cheat on your wife. Um, that's true. But people, he did this very kind review. They said that I have a sort of problematic... <laughs> Um, liking to or trying to sympathize with men, specifically men, unfortunately, uh, of uh, a certain character, dictators or cult leaders. People have talked about my love of LRH, but mm. mostly I just look up to him as a style icon. But what I, the reason why I wanted to talk about this at the very up top is that that's what this whole book is about: is that can you have sympathy with a god? Emperor, who, according to his own, if you believe the words out of his mouth, he is doing this for the good of humankind, because I understand this struggle, because I put this burden on myself of being a, a Satanist, right? I believe in literally being, I don't like the Twitter version of it, but literally being a devil's advocate, the core of the Church of Satan part of Satanism, the Anton LaVey style Church of Satan Satanism, was that the idea is that the devil got this bad rap. He is in this one-sided part of the story of the Bible, and Christianity wouldn't be in business without creating this supposed villain. Yes. But what did the villain do in the Bible? He brought knowledge. He sought illumination. He sought enlightenment. Hey, look, I saw the video from Montero. I know what happens. They suck dick in that. <laughs> and I've also, and I'll put it, like I've had the devil's dick in my own mouth. I've had, He's penetrated me many, many times. I carried his baby. I know what it's like to be close to this type of person. And that's why I, as a soldier of Jesus, I cast you down <laughs> with the prayers of Jesus. I cast you away. Oh my God, I've opened up some kind of portal in the studio. Lord... <laughs> Oh my God, it's like, oh, it's from Spotify. Thank you, Spotify. <laughs> what a wonderful Spotify portal. <laughs> but we all have a burden, son of us. Those of sure. us that are Mine's maybe the one ring, but whatever. Yeah, I gotta sure. take it to the mountain, well, throw it in the lava. But can't we think about how hard it is mm. to be the only correct person 
in the universe. It's like how Puff Daddy must feel. You know what I mean? Every day, Keeping he's like, empire. I put bands together on television. <laughs> and you know, he, I, any idea how hard that is? <laughs> do, do you even remember what that show is? And and Henry, I think also, though, it's like, yes, it's, you hilariously identify with this giant worm god. I think I identify with, I was just talking about before we started recording, how I think that uh, largely the other characters in this book I, it is the most interesting book to me of, of the whole series. It is a, it's, a these, it's definitely a meditation on power and fate all these characters in the book they're they're oddly uncomfortable and dissatisfied and i think at the end of the day what he's trying to say about humanity is that like humanities don't actually want what's best for them or want someone else giving them what's best for them they want to be able to choose to go awol they want to be able to choose to nosedive to into oblivion everything. and fuck up everything they want to they want to be the world up i read this really interesting article on tour from kate hartfield who is an author and she wrote this article called the one book that made me take the long view of the future god emperor of dune and the one thing that she wrote in this that i thought was very interesting she pointed towards this sociological article they're written by riddle and weber uh, from back in 1973 that talking about this concept of wicked problems and because if to frame this in the context of god emperor of dune we'll get into the plot a little bit but god emperor is trying to hold this line he's holding the line of the golden path which he says is the only way humanity will survive but he talks about how how difficult it is to maintain this line and what these two philosophers these sociologist philosopher dudes that write this article and what she was talking about in this article is this concept of wicked problems which is this idea that it, it inhibits these wicked problems inhibits future planning or planning for society because the problem is the only way to look down the line of history and say i'm going to plan for 3,500 years in the future you have these wicked problems like free will like what happens to the biological needs of human beings and there's no real way to plan that far in advance without also including some dictatorial parts of a government which means you have to hold things in place for them to stay exactly the same yes yes and i got a little fucking quote for your fucking dumb ass Whoa. all right here we go this is from the stolen journals <clears throat> no this is this is from dune this is not yes real. yes not yeah safaris through ancestral memories teach me many things the patterns ah the patterns liberal bigots are the ones who trouble me most which by the way i want to talk about i feel like we actually... need to actually i don't want to read this part yet <laughs> we have to we have to earn that that oh, quote. okay ah uh, well if patterns teach me anything it's that patterns are repeated my oppressions by and large are no worse than any of the others and at least i teach a new lesson will it go around in circles that was the real meat of it i was trying to get to but it did this quote also i forgot i did in the sky. i did also pull this quote because I was like, does he hate Democrats? <laughs> He's just a libertarian. Um, <laughs> let's go through a little bit of the plots. So yeah. like, we'll just let you the rundown of the plot. There is almost no plot in God Emperor of Dune. Because remember we said plot is plop? Yes. That's what that's this book. Yeah, turned it, 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 to hitting the bowl. Yeah. Um, so basically, you're entered, it's year 3500, I think 3508. God Emperor is, um, he's lonely. And it has been a long 3,500 years. What you have discovered is that he has held the universe in stasis. What he did was create a full-on massive religious government underneath a group that's now called the Fish Speakers, which is his version of the Bee Gees, the Bene Gesserits, mixed with the Sardaukar. Bunch of Xenu warrior princes. Oh, and the reason why I call this the Xenu reveal of Dune is because when you got to God Emperor, like, you didn't ever really think, I don't think anybody, when this was coming out, thought, 
oh, he'll definitely write an entire book from the perspective of a worm guy. I will also say this, and this makes a lot of sense after reading it, um, is that apparently it originally was all in first person. And and then he transitioned it to have external characters and plot. And that makes a lot of sense in hindsight because there is, it is largely this worm God talking and people just being like, what What the the fuck fuck are you talking about? I want to bring up an analogy. I had a dream, this one of the most memorable dreams I've ever had. I was at this nightclub and I, I had a lucid dream. I was like, I'm in a dream. And my thing that I did the whole dream was I kept bringing waiters, patrons down to this basement room and I'd sit them down and it'd be like, you're not real. You're you're in my dream. You're a bummer. And I'd watch, I know, right? And I'd watch them be like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> and I feel like that's this whole book. Absolutely. He's because just bringing people into that basement and being like, you're in my dream. None of this is actually what it is. You're a puppet of me. Did you know that? That you're a puppet? Because <laughs> God Emperor has been holding the golden path steady now for 3,500 years. The fish speakers have taken over the entire universe. The fish speakers, the way they kind of put it, there's no fighting or war anymore no one has spice anymore the only person who has spice is god emperor leto and god emperor leto's spice is all in some massive horde somewhere underground nobody knows where it is they call it spice world it's really fun he won't sell tickets to it though and it has no <laughs> girls in thin shirts like how i liked them when i was a boy and he's always like i'll tell you what you want you really, really want well you tell me what you want you really really want yeah, like he, you want the spice you want freedom <laughs> so the Universe is held in this sort of like weird, frumpy place where no one can travel in between the stars. Everyone's forced on their own little planets. Basically, it's a great time if you wanted to be a farmer. But if you wanted to do anything else, you can't. He has been keeping people bound to their homes. And the way the what the plot of the book takes over, it it spans over, I think, like a year. And it one thing is you see him kind of talking to his various attendees and it goes through his peregrination which is that every 10 years he does a massive walk from his citadel to his celebratory city of own where everybody can come and do the great sharing where they they do this thing called Sayanuk or Sayanak depending on your source which is the only ritual he now allows to exist there are no other religions any other religion is stamped out that is one section, and then the other section is just the day of his wedding. Yeah, somebody's getting married. And I always say, and I talked about this original, and I'll say this again: the final moments of that wedding and book uh, would make for a dope, dope. animated metal video. And so please do it, especially the um, spoiler disintegrating worm god at the end in the water. So, God Emperor has a series of you remember the Duncan Idaho's we had the Duncan Idaho Gola from the last episode this he is- also fucking died right he also fucking he he basically committed suicide another time for the Atreides but Duncan Idaho is back again guess who's back it's Duncan Idaho and the reason why is I don't know why there has been countless Duncan Idaho's made by the Tleilaxu to come and serve at the behest of Leto II as the head of his fish speaker army. And that's one dude that comes around all the time. There's Moneo, his major domo. My, my, my fucking chill ass dude. Consigliere, essentially. Consigliere. Right yeah, he's a right hand man who keeps talking about this idea of a test, right? Because the, the, he was tested like everybody in Dune is. Every Constantly. single person in Dune is tested. So his daughter, Moneo's daughter, is a girl named Siona. What you also begin to learn is that Siona is another massive, genetic, manipulated person done by God Emperor, whose basically one purpose is that she cannot be seen by prescience. Mm. So she gets to just be free. 
without the view of any oracle, which to him is a massive deal. And the whole point of this whole fucking thing is that Siona will eventually go on to have children. Um, and those children will go on to build a new foundation for human beings that are not remotely touched by prescience. But he wants but, her to bang that dunk dunk. And, absolutely. Yeah, but Siona is a part of the rebellion. There's an entire rebellion also going on in his empire at this time. Right. And I think that that is key to the book that's what i realized i was like oh everything's falling apart in this part because you know when you back when we used to do playwriting classes they uh. always ask like why are you writing this play why is this play happening and i was like you'll never fucking get me bro all right you got a date <laughs> you you failed the easiest class at florida state i attacked that guy I scratched his his face. And See, I was like that's something. What, that's what it's about. All right, you get a race. It's actually <laughs> what I needed from you. You're paying me to take the class now. I guess there are there is bunches of plot, but I just wanted to explain some of the shit. Um, there's a massive rebellion happening. That's why God Emperor of Dune the book is happening. It's because his empire is really reached a massive stress point, and where you see that is in Siona who does not understand that she has been purposefully made a rebel by the god emperor himself and has been tracking her much like her father before Moneo who also was a rebel that he brought into the fold because he has to test them by showing them the actual extent of the golden path so that they can know what he has brought onto himself and everybody else who's seen the golden path like joins Lido's side but what you find out is that at this point things are so fucked up that no one's ready to jump on board with the god emperor it's like the it's the rich parent dilemma right it's like uh, and i'm talking about the type of rich parent that like came from nothing and then got rich and then has kids and then is like i don't want you to actually go through what i went through in order to get to this place but i need you to also somehow get it in your bones that it took a lot of fucking crazy hard work and awful just horrible shit to get to this point but they're not going to understand that so they're going to rebel they're going to want to well, fight find back out. against it. it he also plays those two parents all the time because he's both that parent but he's also the parent of he catches you smoke a cigarette he wants to watch you smoke the entire pack in front of him <laughs> until you throw up because that's how he thinks the only way human beings will be able to learn the lesson which we'll talk to right now because let me cover one last bit of plot and then we'll get into the golden path the next bit of plot is that the Ixians who he has been getting technology sent to him even though everybody's mad that he's getting tech sent to him because no one's allowed to have any sort of thinking machine mm -hmm. they've been sending him technology and then they finally sent him this new ambassador who is a pretty hot chick Oof. named Hui Nori when he meets her everything's different because they said they built her to seduce the god emperor and learn his secrets so they could learn something from him right and she actually was built too well. Same thing, it's very similar to the Duncan Gola, where they built him to be loyal to the Atreides and to destroy Paul, but they didn't understand that Paul actually was longing to be destroyed, and then Duncan Idaho was built too good. He it's was, almost like it's the same plot device over again. Let's not. <laughs> let's not. <laughs> but we no, but again. it is a reoccurring theme. Uh, yes. The idea of a gift, a Trojan horse-like gift being presented to our protagonist. Our protagonist being like, I know that this exactly is Exactly what I needed. But I'm going, yeah, but I'm like, I like it that it's a trick. Yeah, it's very, very much a reoccurring um, thought. And then uh, it cuts to there. They fall in love. They're going to get married. And on the way to the wedding, 
Leto is finally destroyed. Now let's talk just straight up because the real center of all of this, especially of God Emperor of Dune is the golden path. What the fuck is it? I do want to read an actual description of Leto's body. There's going to be a lot of reading. Yes. And a lot of talking about Leto's penis at this point or lack thereof. I mean, there's just so much talk about his fucking penis. Whether or not he has a penis. At this writing, the whole could be considered. I actually really fun because the audiobook. He makes him sound like this. <laughs> but I don't want him to sound like that. Why does he sound like that? I guess the f- worm fat would constrict his breathing so he would sound like that. Well, technically, yeah, he has only tiny little lungs left, apparently. Right. I no longer feel the sand trout cilia probing my flesh, encapsulating Ugh. the water of my body within their placental barriers. We are virtually one body now that my skin and I, the force which moves the whole. Most of the time. At this writing, the whole could be considered rather gross. I'm what could be called a (laughs) pre-worm. My body is about seven meters long and somewhat more than two meters in diameter. Mm, Ribbed for most of its length. And my Atreides face positioned man-height at one end. The arms and hands still quite recognizable as human. Just below. My legs and feet? Well, they are mostly atrophied. Just flippers, really. And they have wandered back along my body. The whole of me weighs approximately five old tons. These items I append because I know they will have historical interest. (laughs) And how does he carry the weight around? The best fucking piece of tech at all, Dune. The fucking cart. (laughs) Yes. I think that the Dune cart. cart. the, the, The royal cart is my favorite shit because it's got suspensors that can fly. It's got a bubble that makes him get fucking protected him mm-hmm. from moisture. Right. It needs to be protected from moisture. Have and that. it's fucking super sweet. I'll talk about one scene that <laughs> I it's always fucking is in my mind. Uh, yes, of when there's a it. massive rebellion in the Citadel mm-hmm. and, and he thinks that his precious Hui is about to be hurt in this attack and he's like, to me! <laughs> and his he floats down in his cart, stops short, rolls off the Flip, cart. Yeah, I, I see it more of as like a cat Catapult. He kind of flops, yeah, and then flops off of it. Does this curly like move where he <laughs> rolls and spins, and he's just covered in blood. Like he just fucking crushes everybody. It's sweet. It's like fat person fantasy role play. Like how I could just be yeah, like buddy. insanely fat and still be a total badass. I don't think I've ever read a scene like it of just like this badass fat guy. It's so sweet. Um, <laughs> but let's talk about the golden path. Yeah. I mean, I have so many quotes. That's the fifth time you've said that. I know, it just, there's so much to talk about. (laughs) The golden path is what he has been saying. He has been after all of this time that he's on it and and he is keeping it alive, right? The golden path is essentially the survival of humanity as we know it. His purpose is what he says is, my purpose is to be the greatest predator ever known. Now, what it seems to me to mean, which he, he, he... talk about this roundabout for about 250 pages but the way i wrap my head around it a little bit is that he keeps saying he wants to be the greatest predator ever known because he says that what a predator does is helps the entire species he also likes being the universe's punching back the whole point is to create a repressive society that is 
becoming a mockery of itself. There's this thing called the Museum Fremen. What I love now is that by the time you get to so God I Emperor... So I made a Pierre, joke about Colonial Williamsburg in like the last episode, but actually this, this is, is it. the Colonial Williamsburg. Of- I was joking about it. I made a joke that reminds me of like in Cabo, like when you go to like some like old, t- like, you know, historical district where you go and it is just the shitty, purposely badly made Fremen theme park that you go to and there's like a place where you go see the old Fremen ceremonies if you want and they wear weird fake Fremen outfits and shit and it's this mockery of the power that the Fremen used to have and he allows them to exist like he allows the Bene Gesserit to sort of exist even though he took the breeding program from them and he lets them just kind of do whatever because to him he should have destroyed them first up because they were the most like him versus anybody else trying to create a locus of religion trying to create this idea of just this fucking pinion point that the entire universe can rail against. And isn't it Duncan who shows up and he's like, these fucking posers, get these guys out of here. He gets so mad, dude. (laughs) The legends are true. Overwhelming power. sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. A car is never just a car. Kelly Blue Book knows it's so much more than that. It's your commuting chariot, your road trip refuge, your I just need a reason to get out of the house. Your car is there for everything. And for everything car, there's Kelly Blue Book. Need a new set of wheels? Price it on Kelly Blue Book. Problem under the hood? Fix it with Kelly Blue Book. Can another car do the job better? Trade it or sell it on Kelly Blue Book. We're here mile after mile, moment after moment. Price it, fix it, trade it, sell it. KBB.com. Visit kellybluebook.com to get the journey started. So he rails against stuff like he believes that there's this thing called the Pharaoh's disease that's been spread since ancient Greek times, which is this idea that people need cults of personality wrapped around their leaders. They love their leaders. They have to believe in this fusion between God and King. Everybody, even now, when you look at people who like stand a politician, this is what he has been trying to fight against. He's like, what I will do is, quote unquote, dampen the pendulum of time mm-hmm. in order to re-release it. Here is a story about free will. There's a little statement about free will that he talked about, what he's trying to figure out. Because this is like his reaction to what it's like to be a god and why free will would even be a thing. You, the first person to encounter my chronicles for at least 4,000 years, beware. Do not feel honored by your primacy in reading the revelations of my Ixian storehouse. You will find much pain in it. Other than the few glimpses required to assure me that the golden path continued, I never wanted to peer beyond those four millennia. Therefore, I am not sure what the events in my journals may signify to your times. I only know that my journals have suffered oblivion, and that the events which I recount have undoubtedly been submitted to historical distortion for eons. I assure you that the ability to view our futures can become a bore. Even to be thought of as a god, because I certainly was, can become ultimately boring. It has occurred to me that more than once that holy boredom is good and sufficient reason for the invention of free will. Because he talks about, he has made a god. Unlike Paul, who was a king made god by his followers, his goal as Leto II 
was like, okay, I will make a God that you can know or at least see a God you can touch, a God who's here right and now, better than the fake God anybody worships normally, because this God is here and he's got a cart. <laughs> and you can complain about him to middle management. You when can complain about it. Everybody knows that you, a boss has to be complained about in work culture. That's just the way it goes. And what he is doing is that that is on purpose. Yeah. So he says, what I will do is I will create a a entire universe that is subjugated to my will and I will sit on top of it like I'm a very large Uber driver. I will sit on this universe until you learn the lesson of you need to stop worshiping your leaders because you guys all worship me and love me but then all i do is punish and punish and what's called a hydraulic despotism which is you control resources and you squeeze and you relax and squeeze and relax and everybody's sitting there like half the people there worse literally worship him right. and the other half of them are desperately trying to kill him but it's all about him and it just gets to a point once he can release being god everybody can maybe go back to normal uh, this is a quote from Moneo. He's the loneliest person this universe has ever seen. He is the loneliest man because he's the only one who sees the whole scope. Because in the end, what nobody knows about the golden path or truly understands about the golden path is that it's supposed to end in Leto dying. Everybody at this point assumes that the God Emperor is immortal. That is why everybody, like, the 250 pages of people asking about the Golden Path or trying to needle at him for information, it's all about, number one, does he have a dick? Which right. is just, I mean, I don't know how many times we have to yeah, look, yeah. We'll talk get, about. Yeah, yeah, there's going to be a whole portion because we've got to get into it because I have multiple quotes. And yeah, <laughs> it's just so many quotes. It's like, there's so many quotes. And two, can he be killed? What is he? Is he really a god? And all of these people that hate him or get close to him, they're always asking these questions of being like, what are your beliefs? Yeah. Because they, if you read what this whole book comes from his quote unquote stolen journals, yeah. which are journals he released for people to read in the future, to know about him, to contextualize his rule later on. And you'll see if you read the, the actual journals that he had a cynical edge and the whole point was that he knew he wasn't a god yeah. he knew technically he's an 80 year old boy yeah and he sort of has a sense of humor like you actually do get with a lot of like readings of the buddha and things like that like he's sort of always chuckling at weird stuff <laughs> or kind of you know because they think your petty human concerns do make him laugh and he's amused by it he loves to go through safaris of time and he loves he's the ultimate people watcher they always look for genitalia Leto thought Perhaps I should have something made, a gross protuberance to shock them. He choked back the small burst of amusement, which threatened to erupt from his throat. Another emotion amplified. Thank you, Hui. Thank you, Ixians. Well, that's the problem with Hui. Hui made him want to feel human again. She makes him feel like a boy again. She makes him feel like a boy again. And she's fucking that Dunkin' Donuts, bro. We'll get to it. Uh, so the Dunkins, while they're around Lido. They freak out. The last Duncan, the way the book opens, last last Duncan was fucking murdered immediately uh, because you find out that each subsequent Duncan Idaho that comes back freaks out about the fact that it's 3,500 years after that they died. Um, the little boy that they had known is now a nine meter long worm 
God. He's supposed to serve him, and he keeps saying, I'm Atreides. Don't you trust me because you've always served the Atreides. And it's very difficult for him to get it. He always flips out. But he keeps constantly needling him about, like, what the hell all... Because that's my question. It's like, why does Duncan keep coming back? Well, how does it function towards his golden path? And what Leto says is, The presence of a Duncan appeases the pall in me. <laughs> and I have jobs only a Duncan can do. Which seems to mostly be... <laughs> Fucking, yeah. because Duncan is used as, as a, a load. Yeah, he's, they call him the load runner. He's supposed to be fathering the generations of people for Leto because, again, Leto doesn't have a dick. Yes, and he needs to. Be, that's how Duncan. Is, but this Duncan, and he thinks it's funny that he doesn't have a dick. He, well, he's amused that people are constantly Caring curious about, about the fact that he has. A, he doesn't have a dick. <laughs> Duncan, though, in this one, especially him screaming, "I am not your stud." He screams, I am not your stud, yes. like five or six times. He hates the fact that the, the this entire female army, because that's the thing, too. Yeah, the fish speakers this is weird. are all female. And there's many reasons why they're all female. They all fought, they also weird kind of some antiquated ideas of gender and all that kind of shit. Just Frank Herbert's very old sure. school. But some of it, I think, is interesting because it's mostly about how, like, his main reasoning is that a number one, if you have an all-male army and they have no enemy to fight, what they end up doing is turning on civilians uh, and look for reasons to fight. And yeah. he uh, also basically equated, uh, he just said essentially that a male army just lives to rape. Yes, I have that quote. <laughs> just straight up. And that a female army, number two, the reason why females are pro-females is that number one, what makes an incredible soldier is someone who's held a baby in their fucking gut for nine months because it teaches you about connection to humanity that no one else can possibly understand which all these like weird things that he features these like good ideas quote unquote inside of his very very oppressive government yeah but that's the, and that's the thing I keep going back to is like and again it's like the sheltered kid it's like the sheltered kid always ends up doing a bunch of fucking meth in a, in a trailer at some point because they're too they they don't want what's best for them they want I, I love this quote actually right here uh, uh, I modify the human desire for war people don't want war they want chaos war is the most readily available form of chaos well because he wants people to learn the lesson. So the Golden Path, again, and get back a little bit more about what's the end of the Golden Path? Because sure. it's so difficult to really discern it because they keep saying, you know, what is the path? What is the path? He dances around it with riddles. And from what I can discern for my new, like this current reading of it is that number one, he says the terms, I have created a holy obscenity. So he's a holy obscenity. He is, he is purposefully a villain. Right, he is doing this, and no one else knows. He's so deep in character. He is a full Andy Kaufman. He is he that no one can see the edges of the Bleedo, the man inside of the quote unquote the worm that is God, because <laughs> the worm that is God is a very scary, invincible tyrant where the Leto, the man inside understand he's doing this for a purpose and what he means by damp and the pendulum is that that's what the idea is that he's created this static world where nobody can do fucking anything yeah if there's any sort of rebellion or if there's anybody creating a new religion like there's one instance in the book where there is a new offspring of a cult of Aaliyah and jessica where they're like worshiping old deities like like basically they took Aaliyah and jessica and made it into one woman and so, they're worshiping on like a, a planet Satan. Essentially, 
What do you mean? Well, just a character, because like how Satan was a character in uh, the Jesus story, like Aaliyah and Jessica, especially Aaliyah, the abomination. Sure. Well, Satanists was... don't believe in anything. Satanists just use the image of Satan right. as the idea of the most underrepresented version of the, the most underrepresented character in the Bible. Right. And that it goes against the Christian idea that you suffer in this life so that you can experience paradise in the next, mm -hmm. where the whole point is, no, you only have one life. Right. It's this one. It's you this should one. actually be having yeah, a good totally. time right now. But I think I could see a world in which you could spin the Aaliyah story. Sure. You know? Oh, yes, absolutely. To represent that. Because you know that's what, I mean? what they're doing. They worship Aaliyah the knife as like this strong representative against this horrible, horrible dictator. But the thing is that this fish speakers... All women, jacked, strong, Fucking powerful, ripped, bro. very, very big. The yes. one that you follow throughout the book, Nayla, can said that they can lift a hundred kilogram dude and throw him in. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah, it's awesome. kind of hot. I like it. You yeah. know, I like big warrior very women. Sexy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they just show up and dampen things. Like he keeps saying it's this Leto's peace, Leto's tranquility, but there's nothing tranquil or peaceful about it. There's wars and shit, not real wars. There's like things popping up all over the universe. Fish speakers have to show up, dampen them, shut it down, but no one's really allowed to go. Yeah. And there's no space travel. So he keeps people down and down and down and down. And so the concept of dampening the pendulum means what I hope is that when I die, it releases. And then humankind that has now been kept on their home planets and these little rocks for so long will have this incredible yearning to run and to flee and to go out into the universe and, and to make things and to be inspired and do all of this shit. And the only way to do that is to fucking clamp everybody down for 3,000 years and say, are you sick of having a God yet? Are you sick of having a God yet? Because I'm the God, I'm God. So congrats, I'm here. Fucking y'all don't know how hard it is to be me. <laughs> right. Because yep. of the fucking shit We're I got to pull together. To, uh, definitely uh, which project here. You know, bit. I'm just saying, how did the burden <laughs> of being the only one who knows what's correct? Right. And because then he has to release the pendulum so everybody can fucking be free and do all the shit. But the other key is, is that everybody thinks that he's just this invincible thing that's going to live and live and live and live. But the whole point of the golden path is that he will die. So he knows, he says this over and over again, is that he knows how he needs to die, what needs to happen when he dies, but he doesn't, he refuses to know when. Because again, what do we love about Leto too, Holden? Is that the difference between him and Paul. Paul, he was so burdened and he was just so like, oh, I just had this terrible purpose and I have to do these exact things. Where Leto was like opposite. I want to be surprised. I'm desperate to be surprised. And so he doesn't know when his death is going to come, but he wants it real bad because the goal is, I'm just going to skip to the spoiler part of it is, he's supposed to be melted in water. The sand <laughs> trout is supposed to, because now on Dune, on Arrakis, the desert is just this one little thing called the Last Sarir. It's just this place where his citadel sits in. And that's it. There's no more desert. The rest of the entire planet is terraformed. And there are no more worms. There's no sandworms. No, there's no spice being produced anymore. The only shit, it's the stuff that he had and stuff inside his body. But his goal is he's supposed to die, split into the sand trout, go back into the planet, much like we learned in Children of Dune, is that when the sand trout arrived originally at Arrakis, Arrakis was more like Caladan, more like planet Earth. But the sand trout made Dune a desert planet. His goal is to make 
Dune, a desert planet again and create spice again. But this time, the worms have been trained by his human intelligence. So by the time that they all split apart, what will be called pearls of his awareness Ugh. will be in each one of these worms. And so he will be lost forever, screaming inside of worms. No one can know that he can think and see and live inside these worms. So it will be so much harder to get spice ever again. You will have like worms that can think like dudes living on Arrakis, fucking just chilling out all day long. I feel like you're in a pitch room right now. Okay, worms that can think like dudes on a planet. Just get out of here. Do you want a water? Like they, they're just I, always I trying to bring hit it up. the security button about 10 minutes ago. So hopefully the guy will come in. You can come in. Take him away. Come on, please. Worms please. that think like dudes. But will you buy it? So that's the idea is that to revert it all back. Yeah. His goal is to revert it back, but harder. So that when you come to, when you decide you want to come and get addicted to spice again, fucking 4,000 years, whenever this is going to happen, and you'll come and you'll find out it's going to be a little bit trickier than it used to be. And so was so the idea was just to to try to maintain the human race as well for this long. Well, he shows Siona and one of when he finally because now Siona believes that she's this very independent person. Mm -hmm. She believes that she comes up with her ideas on her own, and it's kind of be sad almost to like not understand that you've been living in someone else's reality. Like Siona's essentially like a character in Leto's world. Everybody is my dream. Yes, he Siona did not know that she was being allowed to be a rebel because he could see everything because again they're also still debating in book four whether or not he can really see every single thing that happens but he can obviously just like Paul just like fucking Aaliyah just like Ganema he can see every single thing that's happening now one thing I'm surprised you didn't talk about when going back to when you were went over the plot was their little trip to the desert is I feel like that is like one of the most important parts of the books That's and has and has one of the grossest portions of the book and I have actually recorded that to read that out loud because oh, I'm so disgusted by it so if, whatever well, you want to get to it everybody needs to have a test right so Siona <laughs> finds out that this is like three-fourths of the way through the book she finds out that she has been a subject of Leto, right? And then she doesn't really she's been allowed to do whatever the fuck it is that she's supposed to do. And the rebellion is there. He loves rebels. Like he keeps talking about how nice it is to have rebels because rebels make his most important servants always because they get flipped because he mm -hmm. like rebels because rebels have ideas. Rebels have actual like hopes and dreams unlike everybody else. Mm -hmm. And so Siona is supposed to be tested and much like everybody fucking else, guess what? You'll live or you die. It's like one of those things. It's another test. If you don't get through it, you die. She's dropped into the surreal with him. Yes. They're supposed to go. Basically, the test is you find out you're going to spend eight days in the desert with old Papa Worm Boy. I am not going to tell you how to survive. You have to survive. And at the end of this, I give you the gift of giving you the view of my golden path so that you can see and understand what it is that I'm doing because it's incredibly important that you understand because Siona features very heavily into the golden path. As a matter of fact, at the end of this whole thing, he goes on to say, Siona is the golden path. Mm. And so what they have to do is they go out in the desert. She gets a real still suit on because no real still suits are around anymore. Um, of course, she doesn't understand she needs to cover her fucking mouth flap. Yeah, she fucks it up. Because she'd just rather talk yeah. than save her mouth moisture. Oh, and, and so they put the, the, she finally, they get to this point where he's like, you have to, like she crawls into one of his segments to Ugh, sleep at night. It's so fucking gross. It's cute. <laughs>
And then and then she sucks on his face flaps, and I have the quote. She's got his face flaps. These little curled flaps beside my face, he said. Tease one of them gently with a finger, and it will give you drops of moisture heavily laced with spices. <laughs> she pulled away her mask and moved her face to within yeah. a hand's um, breadth of his. Okay. A finger came up and touched oh. one of the curled oh. flaps of his cow. Stroke it gently, oh. he said. Yeah, yeah, it's her a little, hand, little spice stick. Her hand obeyed not his voice, but something within her. The finger movements were precise, eliciting his own memories. A thing passed from child to child to child. The way so much information and misinformation survived, he turned his face to its limit and looked sideways at her face, close so close to his. Blue, pale drops began to form at the <laughs> flap's edge. Rich cinnamon swells enveloped them. She leaned towards the drops. He saw the pores beside her nose, the way her tongue moved as she drank. He saw the milky distances enter her eyes. Without asking permission, she tapped his front segment, demanding that he prepare the warm hammock of his flesh. He obeyed. She fitted herself into the gentle curve. I wanted to vomit the whole time. I was just moved to LA. I was staying at the Airbnb. I remember it like it was yesterday. That's why I like making memories. That's what this whole show's about. <laughs> but she, uh, so she gets a spice. That's like one of the plot lines. She gets the spice. She sees the end of time, which is humanity desperately clinging to life constantly being hunted by these things called hunter seekers which we're going to find out in the next couple episodes but it is you, this horrible vision of humanity but then he straight up to say and I want you to look at this he's like but I will also have you know that without me there would be no humanity right now you know that vision that future you've seen would have already have happened and everybody would be dead. And Moneo has this tick comes away from that because he also got the test. Because Moneo also he got the test. He walked away from it with this great reverence for our god emperor. Yes, Siona's but not into she it. She does not react the same. But he wanted her like this. Yeah. Because what we find out is at the end of that sequence, she has been sort of allowed to plan his death. Her, Duncan Idaho, who's completely fucking out of pocket because well, this, this we, is a question. I briefly I wanna, mentioned it before, but yeah. I want to talk about Duncan Idaho a little bit. So Duncan Idaho, he's an incredibly important part of this book. And I'm still always kind of struggling with why. Because why do they keep bringing back Duncan Idaho? I don't know what he serves. I, I have one simplistic answer, which is just he likes him. Yeah. Like he just likes having a Duncan. Part of me thinks that even book four is a meta comment on Frank Herbert's just wish to keep bringing him back and bringing him back. Loving Duncan. Yeah. Just loves having this just swashbuckling guy. So, And I do think Herbert like kind of is the god emperor in this situation. So that would make sense that he's just like, yeah, I just fucking love it like if I, I love had this shit but he is he's just so useless and only does his fight the whole time he's the sacrificial lamb though he's like the pawn in in, in all of this in this and he's also way. he can't stand the fish speakers because yeah. he does not understand like that's also the weird antiquated things that are in the book that I, I think are interesting but everybody comments on it because he's like he can't stand the uh, all female army he doesn't understand it he doesn't understand he, he sees two women kissing and he freaks out. He can't stand the Cyanoc or Cyanuk. So the one ritual that he'll let everybody have is that at the the great sharing, the decennial, like when he does the peregrination where he walks with his cart and the cart rolls in and all his courtiers and all stuff roll into the festival city. The center of that is the Cyanoc, Cyanuk ritual where it's a little bit of spice and everybody fucks. And he can't 
handle it. He hates the sexuality of it. But at least people like Moneo and Leto, they all just keep saying, you're just an old model. They yeah. keep saying that to him, being like, you're just old. You don't get it. You don't get it. Because in my mind, I was like, are we supposed to be siding with Duncan Idaho in his like understanding? Because he's freaking out because he always worked for the Atreides. And the Atreides have been the perennial good guys for all time. But now you wake up 3,000 years in the future and you're working for the bad guys. But in a way, doesn't he, yes, represent the audience? I was going to definitely make the argument of like, you know, in a comedy scene, every comedy scene kind of needs a straight man. And the straight man sure. is there to bounce the comedy off of and they need to actually not... They set to, context. They do yeah. all sorts of and things. They, and what I always said about the straight man is the straight man is there to represent the audience. Yes. Is to take every member of the audience put them in this situation. In this specific case, he That's does true. that. It does allow us to then reintroduce the world yes. to Duncan every single time he shows up. Yeah. It's another like exposition time. And, and we're all assuming, that's assuming we're all fans of the Dune that we knew up and up before this book. And this book is a very different Dune, right? Very, very and different so Dune. I think that it's also like he's representing all of the people that are kind of living in the past version of Dune for that <laughs> yes, original like, trilogy. This is not what I wanted. Yeah, this is Paul was crazy. a superhero. Yeah. Because I was reading about the correspondence between Joseph Campbell and Frank Herbert. Do you know who Joseph Campbell is? Like the hero with many faces. Mm. Star Wars essentially stole this plot structure from it. It's like this idea of the structure of a hero's story. And Joseph Campbell hated Dune Messiah because he was like, you ruined my favorite character. Right. I loved Paul and Paul was the winner and he was good. And like Frank Herbert's like, yeah, that's exactly what I was going for, mm -hmm. Joey. It's exactly what I wanted. I wanted to fuck with your head. And he's just mm -hmm. like, oh, I wish you wouldn't do that. I'm a famous author, too. And he got, <laughs> God knows what they did behind the scenes. Probably. Yeah, yeah. I would say Frank Herbert is the Bob, thumb wrestle. The Bob Dylan of uh, sci-fi books. He, he He's always switching it up on you. He's always challenging you. You will love his folk stuff. He goes electric. You like his electric stuff. He goes Whatever you don't like, he's making. And he says it's his new favorite. Yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> this... There's a there's a lot of other things that you could read. I want you to read the book just because it's just such a fucking wild experience. And I don't want you to read the book. I think you should fucking never read another book again. And we're the two different types of people that exist. <laughs> the legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. I was trying to think what else feeds in because, oh, so what is really the the real hinge point of this story is the fact that this, on the very bottom of all of this bullshit, right? So I'll read you a couple of quotes because 
I think anybody can really empathize with God Emperor. If you just tried to a little bit, like before we get into the hinge point, if you really just want to understand what it's like, man, we've all been like this. It's so hard. It's so hard to be a creator. Do you even understand? It's like, do you have any idea what it's like to run a podcast network and you just sit and you oh, and you right. sit there being like, the, the, all the voices and said, oh, you can't stop. You have a task to complete, they said. You have but one purpose. Single purpose is the mark of the fanatic and I am not a fanatic. <laughs> you must be cynical and cruel. You cannot break the trust. Why not? Why can't I stop the golden path? Because this is him just being like, I don't want to, I don't want to anymore. I don't want to. Uh, and he's like, ah, who took the oath? You did. You chose this course. Expectations. <laughs> the expectations which history creates for one generation are often shattered in the next generation. Who knows that better than you? Yes, and shattered expectations can alienate whole populations. I alone am a whole population. Because <laughs> also remember, he can talk to all his previous memories and he's a, like, he is a committee of of millions of voices. And so what's making him like this? Why is he so angsty? Why is he so upset now he's been doing this golden path thing? Why is it so fucking tiring for him now? Because he fucking met a woman. Yeah, it's the fifth element. I always said this book is literally just the Dune, the fifth element. He found the secret and the secret was la la love. It was possible for him to create only in his imagination an entire human lifetime with Hui. Enough examples lay in the welter of his memories upon which to build a fantasy of wedded life. It gathered nuances in his fancy, small details of mutual experience, a touch, a kiss, all of the sweet sharings upon which arose something of painful beauty. He ached with it, a pain far deeper than the physical reminders of his violence at the embassy. It's just, he meets we. Yeah. And the thing about it is that this is the story. Like, I think the reason why I connected so much when I read this when I was younger, because it's the story of every fat man who's ever loved somebody that didn't want him because maybe oh, yeah. he was wet to the touch. Yes. And I remember being fully wet to the touch yes. as a boy, right? And being a fat, chubby boy, and you look at all the goth girls, and you're like, oh, I could be here with them, and I want to have big old, I want to have platform boots on, I want to smoke cloves. You know what I mean? Like, And they couldn't get there, couldn't get there, because his whole thing is, he's like, I am this hideous form. I am this disgusting this this disgusting who can look upon me they look and they laugh because that's Leilaxu who have created this rumor that I have sexual peccadillos that no one could understand which I honestly think comes down to is that the Leilaxu are telling people a rumor that he's got a big dick inside of his thing and he'll use it to tear women apart and that's what he does uh, I, this is one of my favorite quotes that definitely identifies with I think what a lot of fat sweaty nerds uh, uh, fantasize about stop calling me lord he said we will be worm and wife we will be I did that to <laughs> Natalie last night <laughs> Uh, I literally said that last night. We're like, we are woman wife this night. (laughs) He's like, please stop reading Dune. It's so funny, man. Like, there's some really funny. There's so weird. It's such a weird, odd mix of like really poignant, fascinating comments being made. Like, wow, this guy really understands the world on levels that I I don't I don't know that I could ever breach. Well, that's kind of the problem with all of his conversations. Yes, and the worm penis. (laughs) The problem with every one of his conversations are all just being like, I can't figure out how to decipher half the shit because. I also realized, oh, Frank Herbert is writing a character who is a worm god that is 3,000 years old. Yeah. And so, yeah, he might be difficult to talk a to. A worm god that's supposed to be beyond human thought and a human's writing it. So it makes it really hard. 
Uh, also love this quote. Malky took a moment to recover from pain. Then tell me, old worm, is there a monster penis hidden in that monster body of yours? What a shock for Vegetoe! Yeah, well, that's Malky. Malky is Wee's <laughs> uncle. Um, you'll find out that's true. Yeah, Malky is Wee's uncle, and he was the former ambassador to Ix. Because um, also, that's what you learn is the thing about Wee. She was made inside of a no room. Which is mm. learn which is a yeah, place that this is kind of comes in here. The no room, the no ships. At some point, comes, yes, yeah, that's yeah. book five and book six. Five, but right? yeah. th this is the first time we hear the term no room, and it's a place that is hidden from prescience. The Ixians have built a machine that hides things from prescience, and Hui was genetically engineered in this thing to be the ultimate quote unquote god trap, which is this so understanding, buxom, loves loves Leto so much upon under because when she meets Leto what she has is nothing but compassion for him she's just like he suffered so much for us because like like this quote which I also love because the fish speaker saw him because now once he meets Hui he's all fucked up right because he doesn't he hasn't felt things in a long time and one of the fish speaker guards outside whispered to another is God troubled and her companion replied the sins of this universe would trouble anyone Leto heard them and wept <laughs> which is very difficult for him but Hui reminds him of what it's like to be a human he says that when he met Hui for the first time he remembered his legs and I was like that was big for him because his legs are little flippers now <laughs> right. and he can't get to it and like, he says he remembered his legs uh, he remembered what it was like to be yeah. a man mm -hmm. and also right before like because the ending scene their marriage he drops it on her he's just like well you wouldn't want to get married to me because that's kind of like his whole yeah, thing he's just yeah. like well you understand me we like no one else but I it's only so close I can get to you she's like I don't understand <laughs> God Emperor yeah. I wish I could be so close I wish I could carry your secrets he's like well I guess we could get married or something but you wouldn't be into that he's like but I don't know if I could possibly have that responsibility of being right. the God's wife and he's just like I know you wouldn't really be into it at all and then she's like Maybe I could. Maybe I, and we don't fuck at all. I have no penis. I have nothing to do it with. <laughs> but that's okay. The, well, then you also learn is that he was trying to pair her with Moneo. Okay. Horny old Duncan. So 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 did he have no intention of them fucking? Because I feel like if you who Duncan and I feel like if the God Hui? Emperor yeah if, if, oh he had no intention of Duncan and we but he fucking. also had intention of Duncan kind of fucking his bullshit up. I think there's also the thing with he kept saying is that he likes some factors to be left up to chance. Okay. And that he likes some things to just mix it up. Right. And so Duncan mixed it up, but in the one way he was really pissed about because he was the first time he has felt something close to, like, because Maneo was like asking all these questions because he's like, why are you like this? And he just says the word emotions. <laughs> and everyone is like, what do you mean? We literally thought you could not experience emotions uh -huh. because you've told us the fifth element and he's like but this time it's for real she's my girlfriend yeah she's really me she's my time. girlfriend <laughs> because also it's the but first she, time you texted me the other day she immediately fucked Duncan immediately fucks Duncan <laughs> which is just like man talk about just I, I don't want to be too fucking heteronormative about this but just like you know what it's like being like a fat dumpy whatever you are you're just like a fat dumpy thing right yeah, whatever you're versus meat of it yeah. i'm talking about like man woman whatever in middle school yeah <laughs> never had yes. that moment when you're like because uh, i remember specifically of those moments but go on one like very beautiful girl like 
asking me out on a date or whatever and then everybody laughing you know what i mean knowing yeah. that it was like a funny it was bit a funny joke funny yeah. bit she did thinking that she that she would ever date you i asked girl, first girl i ever asked to homecoming said no you deserved so, it yeah that everybody made fun of me i was the first person in my school to ask someone to homecoming because everyone was too scared and she said no and then later she said yes Wait. and now she's in a part of a multi-level marketing scheme i noticed on instagram hell yesterday. yeah another girl down the toilet <laughs> uh, <laughs> hell yeah off the list <laughs> but she uh so we is she's in because she says but you don't understand, Lito. You and me, we have soul love. Right. But Duncan yeah, is just before. this super handsome, Ugh. swashbuckling yeah. man. And, and so he with has a to- With a penis. With a penis that she can have sex with, <laughs> which I understand. And he, but that was the thing is that he wanted her to go with Moneo, the old man that um, he has been with for forever. It's like, why wouldn't you want to sleep with Moneo? He's like terrified. Moneo's hilariously just so Horrified. terrified. He's like the Smithers to his mistress. Bird. Oh, yes, because he has learned true obedience to... He's still kind of wrapping his head around this idea of, like, is he a god? Mm. Like, what is a god? I thought a god came from, like, the sky. Like, a god would have magical powers. Why would a god... Like, you have to wrap your mind around this concept of, like, can God start as a person uh, yeah. and then become a thing? In the Mormon church, they believe that. The idea that you ascend to be a God in another not, realm when you not die. Not just a thing, like an unappealing looking thing. And I think they, that and that's is what they an keep interesting saying. concept because what if God showed up tomorrow and God was like a giant fucking disgusting spider monster? Because guess what? You don't get the God you want. Yeah. You get the God you deserve. You yeah. get the God that shows up like me. I'm your God. Mm -hmm. And how do you feel about that? I appreciate my God and thank my God for the jump. many payments that jump. I get from my God. Do one jump. Huh. Huh. Ooh. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> my feet are bleeding, sir. <laughs> I love humans. Can we just be worm and wife? <laughs> Soon. <laughs> now, Henry, I just want to name a few names for you, and you just say cool or not cool, okay? Got it. Yes, please. Benito Mussolini. Not cool. Kim Jong-un. I love his haircut. Saddam Hussein. Saddam Hussein was wrong. Adolf Hitler. Didn't like him. Pol Pot. Didn't like that guy either. Manuel Noriega. He, uh, the great uniform. <laughs> All right. I but I mean, I will say that. I will say style when it comes to make out sure to it. because at the end no, of the day, you you're dangerously uh, you uh, in agreement with this tyrant dictator uh, god it's emperor. It's not that I agree with him. I just understand. Like, it's so hard because you read this book. We'll get, let me describe the very end of it. Sure. So, we finally gives in. They're going to get married. It's all going to be set up. I think he knows that he is going to die in this process and because he's been waiting for it. And Hui is the only person to ever touch his human face since taking that form. She touches his face because he's got little arms that go like, Ugh, it's so <laughs> gross. Every single time the you get meat close. Meat flaps, yeah. Ugh, when she sucks on yeah, the meat flaps. He's got yeah. a good heart. <laughs> Deep, 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 so deep down. Um, I can't wait to see Timothy Chalamet fucking take on that. They'll never do it. They'll never do it. <laughs> so there's this big old wedding, and long story short, he purposely moves the location of the wedding to this shitty Fremen resort world, essentially, yes. where you this very dumpy museum Fremen place. Everybody hates the museum but Fremen. But it's sort of purposely because he sent Duncan... 
there, there to save Moneo did it to save Duncan because Moneo yeah. decided to finally have some sort of sympathy for Duncan for the first time ever and he's like I'm gonna move you away from the wedding because I think some shit's gonna go down at the wedding and then he because there's been a, there are there's a war about to happen the mm. Tleilaxu have been openly warring they are coming for they're trying to kill Leto it's like a whole thing there's a lot of fighting going on and they, they go to this shitty new dumpy venue and just like on the way to the peregrination, when they walk to Owen, there's this big long bridge. And the the way the scene plays out is that they're coming down this bridge. Nayla, who's this uh, fish speaker, a person that's been attached to Siona, they they kind of become friends. So basically, he's made he said to her like, "You need to listen to Siona. Like you are a double agent. She's a double agent. She works for him and for Siona's rebellion." And he's like, "What I need you to do is I need you to listen to Siona, no matter what the fuck it is she tells you mm-hmm. to do." And she keeps saying, "Like it's a test from God. God <laughs> is testing me. This is a test." And that because that's her whole thing. She single mindedly worships Leto. She takes a laser gun, gives it to Siona. As he's coming down the bridge, they have set this whole thing up. Her and Duncan have planned this. They cut the bridge in half. He falls into the water. The moment of him and Hui, mm-hmm. one last moment where right. she said she touched his hand. And she's like, I l- oh. don't like like you, but I, I like you. I don't. I'm not in love with you, but I love our us. fringe, yeah, or what I we love become this thing, uh, when we're we not are. fucking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but she says, um, I shall go on ahead, love. She's the first uh, person to call him love, and she, yeah. just, she just lets herself tumble into this river. He falls behind her. It is a, a it's kind of fucking, it is metal as fuck, because you can imagine them coming down the river right. like, oh, hey, Yeah, it's this big perceived oh, ceremony, hey, oh. but then there's fucking secrets in the hills, they fucking- All this shit, they, the whole bridge falls, he melts into a thousand sand trout. Yeah, it's gory. Screaming, just like, yeah, it's, ah, like oh, You see just, his like, puckered, because you remember, his body was just like, he's got like a man's head with like this, like, lumpy yeah. semen load eight year old's body left Ugh. with holes in yeah, it like yeah. you, like it's like where all the silly of the sand trout all used to all like right, live on his past. skin and shit and he's it. like quivering me like <laughs> yeah 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 like it's this really cool like ending sequence and he just fucking melts there and then Siona and Duncan are kind of just left with like a alright I'm getting too old for this shit it basically ends <laughs> like that but that final moment honestly really she began. It's cool. We did love him yeah. at the very end, mm-hmm. which is just how it always happens yeah. when you're gross. Totally. That's the whole thing. Duncan kept freaking out. How can you love this gross thing? And it's been like, well, maybe he's funny. <laughs> Maybe he's just a good time to hang out with. And the tragedy for Duncan, of course, is that Hui dies. He was not planning on he that. He was in love because he fell desperately in love with Hui because Hui was genetically engineered to be endlessly lovable. But then the God Emperor essentially hands, even though Siona and Duncan were the architects of his demise, does he not pass on the torch to them? Oh, I mean, they, they, it's not the pass. It's like a, there you go. Yeah. Congrats. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> because now he's saying the city was just being like, all right, make sure you keep the golden path because remember the thing I showed you where everybody dies. Right. <laughs> and I think what we're going to see is that the golden path we do get to see in books five and six mm-hmm. where those are we're gonna. We're not going to cover them in as much detail as we covered Children of Dune or God Emperor, because they're not complete. 
in my mind. Book seven, written by Brian Herbert, which I have no problems. I'm going to read his books. I'm going to force Holden to read it. Of course. Because we're going to be coming back yeah. for a 13th episode when the Dune yeah. movie comes out. Can't wait. You can be forced one. to read it. Yeah, it'll be fun. Um, but that uh, story, it continues. Because this is not the end. God Emperor dies. And are we sad? Yeah. Of course, everyone is. No, because everybody's sad. favorite Everybody, God Emperor's Everybody was disgusting. I, I know, but that's really what it comes down to. Because well, also what he discovered, which is also true of being on the internet for a very long time, mm. the longer I endure, the more vulnerable I become. Uh, also, I have a little, fun little prank if you want to pull. If you want to turn to someone and be like, hey, you want to see the golden path? And they're like, sure. And then you piss on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to pitch again. Uh, also, I can't wait to get in those rooms and pitch these shows again. Here's a uh, fun quote about QAnon. Membership in a conspiracy, as in an army, frees people from the sense of personal responsibility. Well, that's his whole thing, is that that's why he doesn't like any groups. And also, a favorite quote of mine was in the BG. They try to, like, snitch on the Tleilaxu, saying there's an assassination attempt coming. And they try to get information from him, and they, they say, like, we can be allies. If I had a Tinder bio, this would be in there. It would say, I have no allies, only servants, students, and enemies. I have one more quote I want you to explain to me right now. This happens near the end of the book. Nayla wondered, though, if she might experience an orgasm oh, yeah. should Idaho reach the top. He was so close to it now. It was only when she saw the rope come snaking down that Nayla had her orgasm. She just has a... She is so devoted to Duncan <laughs> that she comes watching him climb a mountain. And I, honestly, there's just some... guy. I mean, <laughs> I want you to email us. I want you to find a way to email us who's somebody you'd come yeah, if you just watch fucking just climb a mountain. Or just a, a tall ladder or anything. Anything. Anywhere you see their butt go up. <laughs> you know, can you come without touching your dick? Uh, no, you were talking about tensing and loosening and tensing and loosening earlier, and I was going to make a joke about how that's how people jerk off without touching their dick. I've never been able to do I'm it. I'm doing it right I, now. I feel nothing. Uh, oh, you're doing like essentially dick kegels? I'm doing it right now, too. Yeah, make a bounce. Let's just sit in silence while we do this for a I'll second. I'll do this for Nothing's changed. <laughs> I honestly feel I feel nothing else. So what I hope we all have, I hope we've all just learned something Ugh. today. Okay? Because it comes down to, it's hard to be the God Emperor. Yeah. And if you have a God Emperor in your life, try to have some sympathy for this person or assassinate them. Because in the end, that's what they want. Because... What a God Emperor really, really understands, if a God Emperor is a real, real God Emperor, they have a distinct feeling for the beginning, the middle, and the end. And they love a good ending more than they like anything else, which I think is why that was the whole point, right? Because his whole point was to die. Where he said here, one of the other quotes, he's being like, I do not create an empire. I am pregnant with my empire. And I feel pregnant with my empire. Henry, a final question from me as we wrap this up. Do you agree with what he did? You, hmm, tricky, tricky, tricksy, tricksy, tricksies. <laughs> um, I wish there was somebody who cared enough about humankind to try to properly save us. I think I hate authority so much. I hate authority. I don't agree with it in any way, shape, or form. It's hard for me to get on board with the golden path. I think I do, and I think there's just something in me that he speaks towards about a need for chaos and a need for me to fuck up on my own but without his whole someone's point, protection. You, He wasn't, in the end, his whole point was for you to appreciate your freedom when you have it mm -hmm. and that 
It's but so hard because you can't when you don't. It's the sheltered parent problem. You can't appreciate having a comfortable upbringing if you don't understand what it's like to be on the other side. All of I it. know is we had a. I'm not even. I hate even using it. We had a mini version of it in this country. Like the idea of falling in love with a politician in any way, shape, or form, and how destructive that is. Mm. Because the one thing that he, Frank Herbert, we talked about this about how his favorite president was Nixon because he was a, he showed yeah. everybody to not trust the government. Yeah, yeah. But we had a little taste of what it's like to. To be with someone who has a culture of personality and, and a cult of personality and what that means. Um, and we've learned absolutely nothing. Yeah. Uh, and so I wonder if, like, that's the problem. It's like, do I necessarily think that people should be punished any more than they are? No, because life is suffering. Like, it really is. Yeah. Like, life is a, there is that consciousness is suffering. It is difficult already to live. I don't think we need to be subjugated any further. But I do wonder if, like, when will we learn, though? to stop acting like the, the politicians are our friends or there's somebody like they are our servants and they need to dance at our will. Yeah, they should be forced to dress up like a dog once a year. They should. On Politician Dog Day, and then we treat them like dogs, we give them milk They clothes. should be. I'm, I'm not even, I think that the stock should exist. I think every single time a, a <laughs> senator does something that is embarrassing yeah. or culturally wrong, they should he be put in the fucking stocks. Cl- clown should, performance. I think there should be a spank machine for fucking the government, but... We're not there yet. But that is what I really do believe. But you're yeah. like, yeah, do I want to be subjugated by... No, the whole point is... right. I'd be in the, you know, just you choose proper sides. But I will say the funniest, best way to read this book, I would is probably the way I did it, which is imagining Henry the entire time as the God Emperor. So sad, man. He's so lonely. Just your face in a giant worm's body. But he chuckles a couple times. He does. People ask him about his penis. You know, he always does. And then once we comes around, he really lightens up quite a bit. (laughs) Um, But thank you guys so much for joining us for today's episode of LPN Deep Dives Do. And I hope that it has made you a worse person. Was a big ups to my fucking rude dooners in the fucking house. Rude dooners, dude. They've been lighting it up. I've been invited to several parties I'm not allowed to go to. Thank you so much, dude. I had a fucking dude show up, just throw a bag of cocaine in my face and run away screaming, Rude Dooners for a lie! Unite! <laughs> um, uh, let's do all the other shows in LPN. I'm yep. not going to list them again. Can't wait for you to listen. I'm all. not. All right. Last podcast on the left, Wizard and the Bruiser, uh, page seven. I have to. Brighter side. Um, Abe Lincoln's top pet. Someplace listen underneath. To Please just listen to page the shows. Page seven, pop subscribe history. Subscribe to the shows and listen to the shows. Fraudsters. Um, thank you so much. And now, another selection from Dune Theater. We now enter the God Emperor's chambers. It is dark in order to shroud the Emperor's true form. We enters the chambers. Hello? Hello? It is I, Hui, your new suitor. Prepare your eyes and your very brain for the visage of God Emperor Leto II. Well, my name's Hui. I am prepared for this, and I am literally built for this. Your precious human pink brain can't possibly handle how gross I am. Again, just going to reiterate, I was made in a lab for the actual purpose of just straight up liking you. Oh, really? Lights on! Behold my segments! And I'm in love with it. Congratulations, let's get married. What the fuck? (laughs) 
Well, before you fall in love with me, I'm sure you'll have one very important question that you need to ask me. Um, like whether you want tacos or sushi for the wedding dinner? Nonsense! Thai food! But that's not the question. The one they all ask me, that might say comes into play during a certain activity on the wedding night. Oh, no, no, no. I don't want a chicken dance or the Macarena. No, like, group dances. I hate those. Also, uh, no father-daughter dance. Unless you want to watch me dance with a tube filled with goo to boys to men. I was made in a lab. Or maybe you were wondering whether or not this worm has his own worm. You gather? Do you fucking get it? You have a pet worm? I don't have a penis. I'm about to marry a half-mile-long worm man. I'm not like the other girls. You think I care about dick or getting it? No, I'm trying to make you the happiest, fattest, ugliest nerd to ever live. And please note that I'm a lab-created fantasy that can never happen. Okay, well, um, do you want to order a bunch of Papa John's and play Call of Duty until 4 a.m.? I have some Rockstar energy drinks, and my only furniture is a beanbag chair. I couldn't be more aroused right now. Ask me about my penis! I was literally made in a lab to love you, and it is unbelievable how hard you're making this for me. There is no penis! Fucking A, man! Come on! Just stop! This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.